who am I to tell you anything whatsoever? Well, I'm Simon Scholes, and I am the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We're an award-winning visual marketing agency, and we help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out on their social media channels, be that video, animation, area work, all that kind of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious that not every brand or business was in a position to be paying for content to be created on a regular basis. However, social media is all about consistency. So how could you get the best of both worlds? So I sat down, I racked my brain, stuff I've been talking about for years. I put it down onto paper, called the process, How to Nine Times Your Social Media. I turned it into a former number one book, and it's still available now for like 99p in the section below. And it takes you through everything from marketing planning through to podcasting and all the other stuff that you could be doing in between as well for your brand and for your business to keep raising awareness of who you are and what it is that you do as a business so that people can build a bit of brand loyalty, an emotional connection with you through the value that you're giving on your social media platforms. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Today is Espresso Day. And if for those of you who don't know what an espresso is, it's a coffee. And basically, it's your standard coffee, but it is the absolute refinement of the coffee bean. You're not adding anything else to it. It's not like a latte where you give it loads of milk or a flat white where there's slightly less milk with a nice design on it or anything like that. An espresso is purely the coffee, complete refinement. It's taking it back to the absolute bare point of that perfect thing um and so it's basically distilled down to the most potent elements and that should hopefully ring some bells with you with your social media because what i want you to think about is how much do you just scattergun your social media content sit down right now and be honest with yourself do you actually target and absolutely refine down to who you know you're talking to or do you just scattergun your message in the hope it's going to hit somebody somewhere and maybe resonate with them and perhaps that person might buy something, even though they're not necessarily your perfect customer? Because the thing is, is about marketing, just the same as you're refining back that bean to its most potent point, you cannot be potent with your social media unless you have refined it back to the point where you know it's targeted. In the case of an espresso, it's targeted at having the most caffeine possible. In the case of your social media, if you don't refine back and understand who your avatar is, who your ideal customer is, then you are going to be talking to too many people and your message is going to get really, really mudded because the problem is, is that you see people putting content out on a regular basis and that content doesn't necessarily speak to their audience. There is no point in having the avatar, that might be Julie, who's 27, but creating content for Bob, who's 55. You see, if you understand who your avatar is, that ideal customer, if you understand who they are, what it is that they like doing, where they go on holiday, if they're male or female, how old they are, if they've got kids, all those types of things, then you can be a little bit more empathetic to the style of message that you're going to put out to them to make sure that you're hitting them with the value you want to hit them with. If you don't understand who they are, then you will end up with a message that's going to be really confusing because your customer might be that 27-year-old female, 
But if you are making content that's aimed at somebody else because you're kind of trying to make it generic enough to hit everybody, then you might miss the mark on everything because the person who's 55 and male might go, well, that product's not really for me, even though that content was, whatever, and move on to the next thing. And that 27-year-old female might look at your content and go, they're really not in line with my ideals and what I think and how I am. I will go to the next person who is. So you really, really need to look at who your avatar is going to be. Who is that ideal customer? If you've never sat down and done this before, it is absolutely essential to understand who you're going to be talking to. Otherwise, you end up talking to everybody, and that just doesn't work because then it becomes a muddied message. It's cannibalized by everybody else, and you don't end up really, really niching down your business. The next best thing as well about actually sitting down and working out who your avatar actually is, is the fact that you'll know where they're hanging out. Because once you know all this great information about them, and you know like they're a professional perhaps, and they're a parent, but they do like to split up their social media so that Facebook is for their personal stuff, but they like to spend most of their time on LinkedIn because they're a VA or they're a bloke and maybe they, I don't know, are a solicitor, so they're more professional on LinkedIn. But actually, they have a business page on Facebook that performs really, really well because they specialize in divorce. You, do, you never know where these people might necessarily spend more of their time and get a better return on their time spending it on that particular platform so don't always just assume just because it's a professional job linkedin is the place to be linkedin might be the place to be for an individual but maybe for a business it could be better for them to be elsewhere so if you sit down and work out who your avatar is then you will be able to start to understand and probably envisage where these people are going to hang out if you don't do that then you end up with this scattergun approach, which I've spoken about so many times before, where you end up creating content that is trying to appease everybody and isn't actually hitting anyone whatsoever. So what I want you to do is to come out of this live broadcast when I finish and be honest with yourself. Have you ever sat down and understand who it is that you're aiming at, who you're trying to actually help? Once you understand that, it will make a world of difference. If you've never sat down and done your avatar, literally go to Google and just type in how to work out my avatar. There are so many different people who can either help you do it or there's free documentation out there that will just help you sit down and understand. I mean, most people will understand whether they're aiming at male or female or potentially both, whether they're parents, whether they're not parents, whether they're old, they're young, whereabouts in the world they are, even down to the point of how much money they're making because you want them to be able to afford what it is that you're offering. Be you a shoe salesperson and you create and design your own shoes so they're bespoke, so they're a little bit more classy, or whether you be a bog-standard shoe shop who's got shoes en masse, then you know who you're talking to and you can understand whether they've got the money to afford that. Because if your ideal avatar, again, is this 27-year-old female, but she's got an income of only... 15,000 and your products are aimed at somebody who's got an income of 50,000, then again, you can make your content speak to that person who's earning 50,000. That's not to say that the person who's earning 15,000 can't aspire to buy the products that you create, but you're trying to make money. And so you want the people who've got the money right now 
to buy the products. And those people who don't necessarily have the money, but maybe want to save up or aspire to that point, be able to still aspire to buying your products. Okay, uh, right. I'm going to move on. But if you've got any questions at all about avatars or ideal clients, I'm more than happy to try and answer your questions. You can stick them into the comments on whatever platform you're watching on now. We're currently live on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, all in one breath again. Um, so you can stick your questions into there about avatars if you want to, or any other social media or video questions as well. I'll do my best to answer as many of them as I can before I come off the live today. We've got a couple of questions that have already come in which I'm going to go through, and then um, we can come to your questions as well, if you've got any. So the um, the first question, let's have a look. Um, before we do that, let's have a look who's online. And um, We have Facebook user. Sadly, it's not saying who you are, uh, but good morning to you as well. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. So let's have a look at the questions. Right. Um, Ross has uh, got in touch, and he said, uh, we can't afford a social media expert to join our team. However, the receptionist here does quite well on things like Instagram. So we're thinking of asking her to do the job instead, and she could be our next social media manager. Is that a good idea? Okay. It's a bit of six and one and a half a dozen of the other here because you need to be creating content. You need to be putting stuff out because if you're not communicating, nobody can hear what you've got to say. However, somebody doing relatively well on Instagram and I don't know what her numbers are like, but somebody doing well on Instagram does not make somebody a social media expert. Please don't get the two confused. There are many influencers out there who happen to have done well on Instagram or on Pinterest or on TikTok for several reasons, which I'm not going to go into, but they've done well on those platforms and then they sell themselves as experts and they're really, really not have happened to fall into a situation where they get high numbers because of certain things. Now, this person could truly understand social media. Don't get me wrong. But what I would do is sit them down and really understand for sure whether they do or not. One of the things I used to say at the end of my keynote talks was if I find out you've given the job of being a social media manager for your business to your daughter or your son or your receptionist because they're young and they happen to have done it before and they understand how to post something, then that is more for you because they are not an expert. Doesn't mean they can't learn by any stretch of the imagination, but do you want somebody who doesn't know what they're doing essentially running the social media for your brand and for your business? This is your global presence. You've got to remember this. This is anybody on the planet could see the content you're putting out. And if the content they're creating and the words they're writing aren't quite in line with your values or your ethos as a business or as a brand or just aren't regular enough or consistent or patient or give enough value, then you could do a lot of damage. So number one, I would definitely have somebody sat with them and making sure that the content that's going out is on brand. You don't want to tie it down with red tape because that would be ridiculous because social media is about being spontaneous. But those larger pieces of content, whether they're making some video content or photographic content, those are the kind of things I would say, do you mind if we see it first? But you've got to be quick. You can't take days to approve this kind of stuff. It's got to be fast. You've got to be like that. 
<clears throat> which is why you're better off having somebody you trust, be it an agency that you hire in until you can afford somebody to do it for you on a regular basis, or an agency who could help her learn how to be the next social media manager, or maybe an agency who could take her through training for it and give her a course to do. But don't just assume just because somebody's young or because somebody's done well on a social media platform in the past, maybe with even just one post, that that person is a social media expert. There's a lot of other things coming to play on social media, especially with the younger generation. And like I said, I'm not going to go into it because it's unfair to kind of throw those speculations out there. But there are a lot of things, that, several things that can really make a big difference to a younger person's content doing really, really well. And it doesn't mean that they're an expert or that they understand hashtagging or that they understand the platform or the description writing. It just means a few things have fallen into place at the right time, just like it does with any viral piece of content. Hopefully that's answered your question, Ross. It's a bit of a around the houses thing, but what I would probably recommend is really sitting down with them and just making sure they truly understand how important this job is, whether they really think they're up to it, or would they be happier working alongside somebody like an agency like ours or what have you, who could help them understand what they're creating, why they're doing what they're doing, almost take them under their wing as an apprentice, find if they're happy to do that, and then go from there. Because sometimes, and I've seen this before in the past, a receptionist or whoever it might be, or a PA, or somebody who just generally works in the office, they get given this job to do because they're seen to be young and maybe understand social media, but they don't even want to do it. They don't enjoy it. And so you end up really alienating them, forcing a job on them that they don't even want to do. So you've got to be 100% sure that this is the right, that's the right thing to do. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Uh, quickly, this one's come through from Paula, who uh, says, you mentioned Pinterest the other day. I run a beauty products company. Should I invest some time in using this platform? 150%, Paula, you should be spending some time on Pinterest. Now, the thing about Pinterest is that it's classed as social media, but it's a bit more of a search engine. Pinterest is a great platform for showing things officially. Now, you kind of want to go with higher-end content. I'm a big advocate of creating content that just is not perfect but gets the value across. But if you are showing off your products on there, <clears throat> then you definitely need to be looking at the higher-end content. So you might need to get somebody to create stuff for you. You might need to get somebody to do videos for you. You can upload 15-second videos on there. They hit really, really hard video content. But the thing about Pinterest is it is a search engine. So it's very female-friendly. So as a beauty product person, somebody could be looking for a face cream. Or let's, let's go more relevant to now. They could be looking for a hand cream because they're washing their hands all the time. Their hands are dry. They're itchy. They're flaky. They want a nice hand cream that is vegan. Um, and will moisturize their hands. You just so happen to run a vegan beauty company. So they're searching for that kind of stuff on Google. You might not pop up because there's a lot of other people do it. They go, oh, that looks quite good. I tell you what, I'm going to go and look on Pinterest and see what else there is out there. And that's what generally happens, is they find a product and then they go, let's kind of look on Pinterest, see what other people are saying about it. This is what people use Pinterest for. So they go onto Pinterest, see who's pinned that product, 
But while they're at it, they're searching essentially vegan hand creams. And you will pop up as somebody who creates that content because you've got a vegan hand creams pin board. And so your content pops up. They like the look of it. The price is actually on the images because you're telling people how much it's going to cost. And even better, if they click the link, it takes them straight to your shop page where they can make the purchase there and then. If your product is even more expensive than the ones that they've been looking at elsewhere, the chances are, as long as it's not astronomically more expensive, they're going to click that link and make that purchase there and then because they know how much it's going to be and they know they can just click that link and buy it and it's done and life is easy. They don't have to keep going back and looking elsewhere and then coming back to Pinterest and so on and so forth. So Pinterest is a hugely powerful tool for you, Paula, doing what you do. Now, you may, like I say, have to spend a few quid. You might be a great photographer, videographer, I don't know. But if you are not necessarily skilled in that area, you can take a nice photo, but you know you're not really a photographer or a videographer, get in a creative agency and spend a few quid. Now, yes, it's going to cost you money, but you will reap the benefits from the amount of content they can give you, from the images they can give you. You can then be putting content out a lot more on Pinterest. Now, again, Pinterest is like any other social media site. You have to be consistent. But if you are consistent, it can make a huge difference to the amount of people you're hitting. So right now, I've stopped being consistent on Pinterest. I'm doing some testing. So I was really consistent for a month. My views and pins went absolutely rocketing up. I was like 100K a month, 100,000 people a month seeing my content. That's not as high as some, but it's not bad for just creating content for a month. And I was posting about two or three times a day. I then stopped dead just to see what would happen, to see if those pins would continue to roll or whether my audience would drop right down. It dropped down in the last month to 1,500 people a month. That is the difference of being consistent on Pinterest and social media as a whole. But Pinterest is, it really is all about consistency. So you're going to have to put a lot of content out there. So whoever you work with, whatever agency you go to, make sure that they are able to give you a lot of content. Now, like I say, yes, this might cost you a few quid, but in the long run, you will eventually see that return on investment. Pinterest is a really, really strong search engine. It's a great place to be putting content. And that content then can also still be used on loads of other social media sites. You don't have to just stick it on Pinterest and forget about it. You could put it onto Twitter or onto your Google My Business page or onto Facebook or onto Instagram or onto LinkedIn, wherever you want. Just I'm saying Pinterest definitely should be using it. It's not somewhere you should be ignoring right now as a, as a beauty brand. Definitely not especially in the lead up to Christmas. It's far too handy for you. Anyway, right. Uh, we've been going for 20 minutes. The questions have ended, so I am going to disappear. Uh, if you do have any further questions about social media, about video, whatever platform you're watching on at the moment, stick them in the comments, um, and I will come to them on Wednesday when I'll be going live again at 12 o'clock, and then I can answer your questions then. Um, or I can do it on email if you prefer, if you don't want to really stick your hand up in the classroom and ask a question. And my interview this week will be on Friday when I'm going to be chatting to George Swift from Bigger, Brighter, Boulder. We're just going to have a general chinwag, find out about what Bigger, Brighter, Boulder is, and a little bit about how maybe people's mindset can be helped in this current 
difficult situation that we're all in. Um, but until Wednesday, when I'll be back again answering more of your questions and talking about yet another subject, thanks ever so much for watching. If you're brand new, as always, please do hit the subscribe button, whatever platform you're on. Um, and don't forget, like I say, drop me an email or drop a comment in and say hello and ask your questions as well. And if you're listening on the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. That would be amazing. Until Wednesday, have a good one, stay safe, and I will catch you all very soon. Take care. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.